Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. Twice in the same bad week, back to back. Y'all know already know how we coming. Uh drift in the drift back in the building. How was Pittsburgh, my boy? It was pretty cool, man. I uh before I left, one of my buddies told me that I might actually like Pittsburgh, and uh, I did. It was a sweet, it was a sweet city, a lot of hills, pretty cool area. But uh, Bengals got the W, so that was cool. I was sad though. That's like one of the biggest podcasts we had, and I had to miss it. And I, I never miss an episode, so I was a little sad. But I'm excited. We got another great guest this week. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yo, it's uh, Moot Reynolds. Uh, you know, thankful to be on this platform. Uh, excited to be on this platform, and. Uh, just want to send a shout out to Hokie Nation. You know, a lot of love, a lot of history, a lot of, you know what I'm saying, memories. And uh, like I said, I'm just happy to be here. Just excited to be on this platform with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we thankful to have you, a legend. Got to say that. Got to put some respect on your name. You revolutionized the modern whip position, <clears throat> a nickel position at Virginia Tech, because before, before you and the Fullers, I want to say both Fuller brothers, uh, we would have like a linebacker in your spot, yeah. Right, shit would shit would get kind of nasty in coverage. I ain't gonna hold you, but yeah, you, yeah. You I, and the Fullers like revolutionized that that nickel slash whip position. That's that's one of the things. Like I like I always wanted to. I never really actually heard anybody acknowledge that or say that, but yeah, that's like a that's a fact. When I got there my freshman year, I remember Ronnie. Uh, can't remember his last name, but he Ronnie Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie Van Dyke. Yeah. He was playing the whip position, and he what 6'4", 240? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big, mm-hmm. big body guy. I'm damn six foot, one eighty five on a great day, and I, I, I you know, it, it didn't become a two, two, you know, two part defense no more with a two package. It just became a base defense, and shit. Ever since that happened, they've been kind of looking for somebody that could put that role. Did you so you didn't come to tech thinking you were gonna play that? It just kind of happened. Yeah, that happened. I was a corner. I got recruited to play corner. Okay. Yeah, it was it completely revolutionized things. I read in the article you said that it was cool to like change the defensive scheme for Virginia Tech and be like the first to do that. Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I looked at you like a Derwin James type of player where you could line up literally anywhere on the on the field and and play. And I think that's what was so cool about your game. Yeah, definitely. I I think. It, uh, I think I had a, a kind of versatility that you couldn't find in a lot of people. Like, right. you know, the, the guy can cover, the guy's physical, but I was also smart when I played and I played like 
super instinctive, you know, instinctive. Right. So like instincts and quickness and uh, agility in that apex, it was just like she was unmatched. Like full, it, full, it, full package. I seen you. Uh, I think they threw Alvin Kamara's screen. And you sniffed it out, made the play. We talking about Alvin fucking Kamara, man, making hundred million dollars a day, and, <laughs> yeah. and you was out, you was out there, sniffed out, and made the play in the backfield. You ain't chased him nothing. You was already there, so we got. I did that respect like, your name. like three times that game, right? And it's it's all in the apex, like shit. Mm -hmm. Techno, they they still like them, them offensive coaches and and. and you know, Holman Wiggins, like I remember one time the uh, receivers, like Holman Wiggins was like, this is the craftiest guy in the ACC. It's like, because in that apex, it just, I was unmatched, bro. It was, it was a cheat code. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I totally dope. agree. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Spotify Green Room is a live audio only sports talk platform. You can talk to sports. You can talk to insiders. You can talk to fans. Um, you can link your pro. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be profile your twitter you can join leagues and groups there's rooms going on every day join spotify green room all you gotta do is download spotify green room at the ios app store we're talking to moot reynolds a, a, a hokey legend uh you from greensboro you from greensboro north carolina correct yeah I, i'm i'm familiar with greensboro uh i was working construction in dc and they sent me down to winston-salem for three weeks and we had to stay at the extended stay in, in Greensboro. I think it's Wendover Boulevard, Wendover Road. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wendover, yeah. Wendover. It was some interesting characters out there when I was staying in Greensboro the three weeks. But they, the city showed me a lot of love. Shout out to that Waffle House. I don't remember which street that was on. But shout out to the ladies in that Waffle House. They took we care got of me. We got about four Waffle Houses here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Greensboro, yeah. You gonna have, you're some interesting people in Greensboro. But, Definitely. Uh, shout, out to the, shout out to the old boy in front of that Waffle House that asked me for money and then asked me to cash out for money. I said, bro, you got a phone that's on? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, got, <laughs> uh, you, you got your finesses out here for sure. Yeah, shout out to that dude. Definitely. Yeah, I remember bro. one time I was in high school, I had my damn, my whole truck stolen out of my front yard. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. found it like right across the street. And we got this little project that's like maybe a mile or two away from the crib. Jumped, found it around there. Everything was gone. I had some top threes, everything. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that was actually in college. I think that was like my sophomore year. God oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Man. Shout out, shout out, Green. Shout out, Greens, bro. Go ahead, yeah. Drew. Oh no, I said I just said, God damn. <laughs> oh no, you know you had a question. Oh yeah, well I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and, and take it back from the start. I I was looking at your offer sheet and you had you know Michigan, Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia. You had a pretty pretty solid offer sheet. What kind of led you to Tech out of high school? Oh man. Uh... Well, my, my, my dad actually, uh, he kind of in a way halted like my recruitment. Like, I think 
in the grand scheme of things, Tech was the best place for me that I could play the uh, position that I could really, you know, all my abilities and skills could be shown, you know, with the scheme and defense. But I remember I took a junior day and my sophomore year, going after my sophomore year, I had transferred to like this school called Northern and I played there in my sophomore year. We ended up winning states, but we had this dude named TJ Logan. This dude was a legend himself. I'm talking like. Uh, damn, he played at school, North Carolina, right? Yeah, high school t- okay. state championship, eight touchdowns, 510 yards, set a record. I'm, I'm, like this dude was mm. legendary. Shout out, shout out Ocho. But um, I had went there, so the, the expectations and – you know, for what I have for myself and for the legacy of the high school kind of made me really get on my grizzly. So going into my my junior year, I had took a junior day to uh, Virginia Tech in February. And I had just got ECU, Carolina, uh, and Duke all up to this week. And Virginia Tech had been my first offer in November. So I went up there and my dad pretty much goes up to the to Coach Gray and like, yeah, I think Moot gonna commit today. So, you know, I'm in the middle of my junior day visit and then Coach Gray and Coach Foster come up to me like, yeah, man, congratulations. We heard you, uh, we heard you um, about to commit and I was pretty much caught off guard like, what? Like, <laughs> but in, in the grand scheme of things, you, you know, it worked out, but yeah, I don't know what my recruitment could have been had that not happened. I still ended up with like 14, but. right. Shoot, the, the wave that I was on, because I had never, like, uh, as an individual go, I had never lost a, a defensive back award at a at a high school combine since, like, my freshman year. So, like, I had ended up, you know, going to the opening and all that stuff. So, like, my, my rise and, and all of the hype that I had and, you know, everything that I was having, it, it started booming, you know, my junior year. So, right. had I not did that in February, it's really no telling what would happen. Did you ever think about like reconsidering and maybe like decommitting and would that ever cross your mind when you were trying to go through recruitment? Uh, nah, cause I'm, 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 I'm a loyal person. Like when, when I see Virginia Tech and, and the thing that I liked about Virginia Tech, I understood that, you know, at this time it wasn't, you know, the legacy that they had. My brother was actually a childhood big time fan of Virginia Tech. So I remember going up to Blacksburg as a kid, not even going to games, but like he had a basketball camp up there one time, like a five-star basketball camp, and they actually stayed at Virginia Tech. So I remember we was going to the stadium, looking down, you know, at the time I was little, so I couldn't look past the, you know, the gate leaving the student parking lot. I couldn't actually right. see the field because I couldn't look over the gate, but I, I remember that kind of stuff, man. It was crazy. I was probably like seven, eight, but um, I – uh. Man, it's – I don't even – I really lost my train of thought, bro. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> right, you no, good. No you worries. good. No worries. You definitely good. Oh, you said – you said – you said uh, did I ever, like, think of or reconsider or decommit? Uh, yeah, when when all I, those when all those other big offers came through? Uh, I pretty much had when, – when I sat back, because one thing I wanted to do, like, anybody in, in my – from my point of view, if you if you want to go play college football, first of all, you should go to a uh, a school that's football is is their pot of gold. You know what I'm saying? Where football right. is their number one priority because that's that's where you feel love. That's where you know all they focus and things like they're gonna take care of you. That's everything. That's where you get the most of what you can get. Secondly, you want to go to a football school that prioritizes positions that you play. 
You know what I'm saying? Defense right. was the main aspect of Virginia Tech. So in my eyes, not only does football run this school, but defense on side of the football runs the school. So I was like, uh, pretty much that's what I want to do. And then you had T. Gray, who, in my opinion, was one of the best Legend. coaches Legend. at the time. He was the best coach I ever had. And, and I'll say that, like, no matter what, he had everybody ready. Like, he could show you 10 plays and be like, these are the plays that we got chances to get picks on. And you might end up with two picks that game, but they came off of those 10 plays. So he had you sharp on everything. Like, so when I sat back and I looked at Bud and I looked at him, I really was like, you know, there's no other place that I would rather be for what I want to go to college for. And as far as seeing me in that defense, you know, I saw Cal Fuller. And I, like, I played Rover in high school, like combines and all that, you know, the opening, I, I was a corner, but my high school fan was me playing Rover. So I, I, I think Bud might have saw, like, this guy is physical and he can cover tight. So right. I think Tech was the best place for me. I think all the other offers were just being like every other kid, you know, get as many you can get for bragging rights. Exactly, yeah. And it worked yeah. out for you. I mean, your career at Tech was one of a kind. And, and, you're, and yeah. you, like you said, you created basically that whole position. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because even when they would put Kyle Fuller at, at that position, they used to do it for the Georgia Tech game. And then Bro, you want to know what's crazy? Game. You want to know what's crazy. crazy? Yeah. The fact that I actually never beat Georgia Tech, and I feel <laughs> like I could have solely made a difference had I played that position Kyle played. But they was always scared to put me there because they didn't think I was big enough. But that's where I get active at, like. Yeah, you could tell. In between it, like they could, they can't. I'm too quick in between it. Like I, I felt like that would have been an advantage for us, because uh, Georgia Tech's offense was hard. You know what I'm saying? It, it's confusing. So I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like I could have really like done something given that opportunity. I could have did some Kyle Fuller shit for real. Mm-hmm. And shout out yeah. Kyle Fuller, legend. Yeah, for real, for real. Hey, hey the whole Fuller family though. Shout out the whole Fuller family. So uh, you came in in the 2015 class, that one of the last, the last Frank Beamer class, well, 2016 technically, but Fuente was in. Uh, what was Frank Beamer like? Um, everybody got nothing but great things to say about Frank Beamer. I'm pretty sure you got good things to say. What was Frank Beamer like in real life? Uh, Frank in real life, he was, he was an old man, man. Like he was a, the old man you you meet at the barbershop joke around. I remember one time my freshman year, like when I was getting recruited, the, the reason why I felt so comfortable there was because he made my whole family feel like family. Like it, it, it wasn't just about the players. It was the families too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Beams was just a, a great coach and he was a great person. Like, I think all the years that he had accumulated coaching really taught him how to be a a coach with the best interests of his players and to love his players. And, you know, he was just a good guy. Him, John Belen, you know, that that, that staff mm-hmm. he had put together was, you know, it was it was home. You know, like VT, this mm-hmm. is home. It was it was home. And I remember one time I I had got in some I had to have a meeting my freshman year with him, like we had head coaches meetings. And I remember he had this frosty from Wendy's and he kept asking me, like, I got an extra one here. You want it? And I'm like, nah, I don't want it. 
And like he was adamant that I take that frosty to try to like, you know what I'm saying? Because he got asked me how I eaten something and he wanted me to have that extra frosty. So he was just that kind of person. Like he 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 looked out for you, he he cared for you. And and the reason why people got great things to say is because everybody experienced those great things from him. So I don't think it's a person that could meet him that would have something mean to say. Yeah, shout out, shout out Frank Beamer, a legend. Yeah. He got a statue yeah. and everything. Yes, sir. Shout out Frank Beamer. Um, who was in your class that you immediately clicked with? Who like who was some of your dogs from that 2015 class? Man, my junior, my junior year of high school, me, McLeese, and Tremaine Edmonds used to sit on the phone and just talk for hours. You know, okay. trying to like trying to you, you know, try to picture our futures at Virginia Tech, try to p- picture the things that we was gonna do. Cause I remember I had watched Cleese play uh, Booker T. Washington. They had like a game in high school on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he snapped. Like he he snapped. And I was like, damn, like who is this dude? Like, I gotta he coming to tell, I gotta find out who this dude is. And Maine was from uh Danville, so yeah. We didn't even know until we actually got the tech. We used to play against each other in Little League. Like, when we would go up there and play in, like, maybe it was, like, the Dan River Classic or something like that. We would actually mm-hmm. play against them. So, you know, when we looking at pictures, we like, damn, we, we, we actually got common history together. So, it, it, us three really started vibing first. And then uh, me and Trayvon connected on, like, some – recruiting for our class type stuff and you know that's what we met there and you know we just went from there of course things got a little different when we got to tech because everybody's there but yeah that that the main and, and cleese were the ones i really first connected with out of that class yeah man shout out to sean mccleese a 757 legend yeah for oscar, sure. oscar smith legend shout out tremaine evans too he's making a hundred thousand dollars a second he's doing his thing Pro Bowl, yeah. he, he Pro Bowl. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to Aiden's family. Um, yeah, for sure. You got a question, Drew? Yeah, I just wanted to ask: Did you know Trey Turner in high school? I know you guys were from like the, sort of the same area, and you said Man, you transferred to Northern. I I actually grew up with Trey. Did you play a part in like his recruitment? Man, the I mean, what it what it? I mean, I think Trey tweeted not too long ago. I fell in love with Virginia Tech the day moved set foot on campus, like. Mm. The reason, the reason any person from like, yeah, let me go ahead and get that out out the way. Like, NC to VT, that I don't you. know. Who, that was me. Like, think think of any person from North Carolina you can name that was actually on that team and that played and that produced and tell me where they was from, excluding Dax Holyfield. Right. Okay. So Adonis Alexander, uh, DJ Crossan. Trey Turner, um, Alan Tisdale, Hooker, yeah. Hooker. I mean, all of them are from Greensboro. They didn't come to, you know, what I'm saying they didn't come up there because they wanted to play football for Virginia Tech. Like I grew up with these boys, right? Like I, I when when they put up that NC to VT, it, it was me they put up there. When when they bringing recruits up there, they sending them to my house. You know what I'm saying? Caleb mm. Farley, all of them. Shout out Caleb. You know what I'm saying? Cause Facts. the type of person I am, the type of person I was when, when Trey and them came up there, they stayed at my house every single day. Mm. Cause I live with Hendon. Him, DJ Crossland, Alan Tisdale all sleep on the couch in the living room every single day. 
I'm taking them, you know what I'm saying, going to workouts, going to practice. You know, I got class here. Take my truck. Because we all grew up together. We was all family. Yeah, that that was a nice little movement. I, I, everybody 336. I'm not really familiar with Carolina like I am Virginia, obviously. But shout out to that 336, man. Y'all had a movement like 757 of VT up in that bid. Yeah, yeah. We, we had yeah. some, we had some, it was some steam coming and it, it would have been a lot more steam coming. Yeah, some good players that actually contributed too. We had yeah, that, that stupid actually, ass yeah. Texas bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Them that Texas boys be overrated, man. Texas yeah, and Cavs. Texas and Cavs. And, 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 and Winston-Salem and, uh, cause Divine Diablo from Winston-Salem, right? Was he part of yeah. that too? Or? Uh, when you, I mean, Diablo played receiver. So I, I, I guess you could, I, if you want to exclude him from that, you can exclude him from that. But I mean, as far as okay. NC the VT, that I know, I mean, I know his coach was at Mount Tabor, who was the high school coach with me at Northern Guilford. So, okay. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, you know, they come on recruiting visits. Mm-hmm. They know where they was coming. Yeah, definitely. We got to put some respect on y'all name. That 336, y'all got a lot of talent booming out of there, man. Y'all yeah, like man. Most, seven out of most, <laughs> most everybody that come out of here be uh, basketball players. Right. And then they just correlated to that field, like, like Trey came Trey from a basketball, basketball family. Yeah, he was on cb 3s team, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta think of who his brother was, and you know, he a Greensboro legend. PJ Harrison, he's a Greensboro legend. Like Dudley High School, like these are basketball. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan, this is basketball state. Definitely, definitely. But y'all, y'all got some dogs on that football field too. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, that's where most most athleticism come from. Like, I talk about like Texas and Florida. They they one sport guys. You know, people from around here, Virginia, Georgia. You know, they play basketball, baseball, football growing up. So they really athletes. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Twenty sixteen. I always say one of the greatest halves of football I ever seen. One individual play was you in the Belk Bowl in the second half. We had uh, Gerard Evans on a couple days ago, actually. And he mm-hmm. said, you went up to him and said, you riding, to the, riding with him to the wheels fall off. And that gave him the confidence to go out there and do what he do best. But you didn't just want just talking. You was out there making plays. Like, take us through Man. that belt bowl. And I know, I know the game was played in Charlotte, which is in your home state. But just take us through your mindset through that belt bowl. All right, so I got to kind of lead you up to it. I had okay. tore my I tore my labrum in my hip, Notre Dame of 2016. Okay. And I played the rest of the year with a torn hip, a uh, torn labrum in my hip. Like a, a labrum is the little uh the little uh cushion or feeling you got around your your joint and like your shoulder, like around your rotator cuff, but that's in my hip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, struggling with that all year I didn't practice the whole week of the bowl game like because mm. I couldn't I couldn't run so the, the day of the bowl game they like you know coach Scott was my man's honey grand you know she had a coach who was a great coach great person um oh Galen Scott Galen Scott yeah he pretty much like know. yeah for sure he, he you know that was my coach we had a relationship he like pretty much let me know how you feeling so uh the day of the game they just gave me third down packages 
And, you know, I took some pain medicine, but at halftime, I was like, I went up to him. I was like, look, coach, like, bro, put me in, bro. And he was like, can you go? And I was like, yeah, bro, I can go, bro. And he like, you sure? I'm like, bro, put me in, bro. We losing 24 to zip. He like, shit, you out first. And the rest is fucking history. The rest is history. Like, Shout like, out Galen Scott like, did. Shit. My thing, my thing that what I was telling him, like, and you can see, I, I started getting more. If you watch the game again, before halftime, like I was, I came in and I made a couple of plays, but I was trying to fire them up. Like, let's go. Like, y'all dead. Cause I'm on the sideline watching. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm seeing the energy out there. I'm like, yo, y'all dead. So I'm just trying to give hope. And then the best way to give hope is to go do it. Right. And, definitely, you know, we just gave a lot of hope. We just went unconscious. Like, yeah, y'all was in, y'all was in, was it a situation in that game? I haven't seen this game in like four or five years, but like an Arkansas player spit on you or said some wild shit. Oh, like, man. It was like God. a flag that happened that I, bro, he, he spit on me. I think his name was Drew Tranquil. If 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 I seen this dude in the street today, I I would have to confront him about what happened in 2016. Drew but, Tranquil, I think was I think he's in the NFL. Yeah, he probably is. Probably is. And he probably got great character mentions and all that. <laughs> right. But um, exactly. Yeah, bro. We uh okay. Clearly, I'm snapping. I'm I'm unconscious Happen. at this point. So you know, I'm 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 Reynolds. I'm talking my cash. That's what I do. So. I remember he, it was a little muddy out there. He tried to do this release off the line. I jammed him to the ground. So then, you know, coaches coach run to the ball. So I'm running to the ball and he come up out of nowhere and like push me. And then I'm like, bro, you, you whack. Like look at the scoreboard. Like we, we dogging y'all now. And then bro just spit on me. And I just blacked out. Next thing I know, my hands was around his neck, but Something clicked in my mind, like, bro, you having a great game. You can't, like, you can't right. get ejected from this game. Like, you, it'll ruin everything you just did. So, at that point, I just went berserk. Like, I needed some way for this anger to get expressed. So, I, like, took my helmet off, and I was pretty much, like, coming to realization. Like, he really spit on me. And, like, the referee came out of nowhere, like, yo, did he just spit on you? I was like, yeah. And I remember Fuente was like, he was calling me an idiot and a and, and, uh, a dumbass and shit because I took my helmet off, but I had to snap on him. Like, bro, I just got spit on, bro. Like, you think I'm worried about keeping my head? Like, I'm trying to wipe spit off my face at the end of the day. Like, I I think I did a pretty good job composing myself. Yeah, most people lose their shit if that happens on the field. Yeah, and and then you try to run off. Like, (laughs) I remember Coach Scott was like, Coach Scott was like, Moot, what you tripping for? But then when I told him, he, he wanted me to go. You know, he wanted to address it because, you know, there ain't something that you do. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Spitting on people is – you got to be ready to kill or die when, when spit start flying. Yeah, for yeah. real. In, in, in the middle of a football game, bro, like, I understand, like, the tables have turned drastically, but come on, dog. You, you got to take it up with your team. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I, I I think I took my hat to how I handled that. I think uh, I think in a situation like that, I, I'm glad I understood, like, you know, because people wouldn't have been talking about, you know, how Mook Reynolds snapped in this game. They'll be talking about how Mook Reynolds snapped on him in this game. Right. And I think I did a pretty good job with that. You did, because 
I don't, I don't even like. I remember it was a flag on the play, and I was like, "The fuck, the fuck was he mad about?" But yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, they it never wasn't like no it. offset. Like, it, yeah, they didn't really I, show it. Yeah, they, it, it it happened like maybe on the TV copy, it might have yeah. been. It might have happened when they were showing the previous play. Right. So the cameras weren't even, you know, tuned in at that point. All right, because uh, I remember it was an incident and a flag, and I and I know somebody had did some stupid shit to you, but I never knew what happened. I remember, I think I remember seeing a tweet later that night, like a player spit on Mook Reynolds. I said, "Bro, what the fuck is going? That's crazy as hell." Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that's the first time I had ever been spit on, man. That, that was. That was. I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. different circumstances outside of a football game, but yeah. So Drew sure. Tranquil, Drew Tranquil, just know if you catch one in your ass socket one of these days, don't oh, be surprised. Oh, man, that's, that's one thing. That's one thing I was saying. Like, if I ever play again with this dude, like, I'm going to maul him, like, every play yeah. with inside the whistle. Like, I'm a pretty much, like, like he going to have to come up to me after practice, like, bro, what's up with you? <laughs> and then I'm going to have to address it again at that point, but – yeah, man, you know, it was – that happened, man. It was crazy. Had it not been for that referee who was all the way back there who's seen it, you know, nobody yeah, would have ever known. Shout out. The referees normally don't see shit like that. They don't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and at this point, the ref came up to me, like, when I had my hands around bro neck, like, did he just spit on you? Like, and, and <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a black dude. Like, I think he actually seen, like, he just spit on you, bro. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. bro. Shout out he to, launched, shout out to he launched that flag. He launched that jump like 40 feet. Because they normally just see the retaliation. Like, oh, yeah, right. that's why I was personal saying, foul like, number six. And, and, and in shit. a situation like that, the fact that I listened to that, that little voice that was just like, chill, like, let him go. I think that's why that ref came up and he pretty much took care of everything at that point. Mm-hmm. Good shit, good shit. Um, yeah. 2017. You wanted you one of the leaders of the defense, um, of a good ass defense, by the way. One of the yeah. best defense we've had uh since it hasn't been a defense as good as that defense. What's your memories of playing on that 2017 Hokie defense? Because y'all was kind of young in 2016. It was still a star studded defense, NFL players, uh dogs, leadership, but it seemed like 2017, y'all took it up another notch. What was that like? Uh I think. I think 2017, the two sides of the ball pretty much just flipped as far as uh, maturity and growth went. I think 2016, like you said, we were the younger ones, you know, at at a lot of positions when we had first-year starters out there. It was me, Maine, Rail. I think Mm -hmm. we had like five of our starters who were first-year starters. And I think we all just grew that year. And the next year, being that everybody who had left, the offense was young. So we had the mature defense, but a young offense. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But what I remember playing from with them, man, is, bro, we was nice, bro. We we was we was nice, man. We had we, we. I think we had the right amount of dogs. We had the right amount of brains, and we had the right amount of size and speed. And then we had the best coach in the game, you know. Right. Right. So I think I think I know everybody say this had 
uh, Gerard came back and had the receivers came back with him, it ain't no telling what we could have did in 2017. Yeah, he said for sure playoff team, and I agree. I think, yeah. see, I, I, I want to – I think the expectations would have been there, and I would have definitely been expecting to go to the playoffs. But I don't think offensively we could have competed with those teams with that staff. Yes, I agree with that. I don't, Offensively. Like, like think of Clemson 2017. Mm-hmm. Right. Defense was on the field majority of the time. Like you got it. Like it, it, it just comes down to what, what do they wear on their helmets? Grit, right? Yeah. Right. But you got to live that grit. Like if I got the number two team in the land who just slid by me, you got to imagine my mindset for one going into this game. I'm, I know you watch film every week, but I'm like, I recommended a defense that we play to stop their short game because I watch so much film. Like, I'm like, look, I live for the big moments. Like, yeah, the bigger did. the game, the bigger I'm going to play. Like, this is what I do. Like, Tennessee, this, elite, this is where we really show, like, we here. And the way we just called that game, I didn't feel like everybody had that mindset. Like, I felt like we should go out swinging regardless. And you just play conservative. Yeah, and I feel like, and that, that's a 2017 Clemson game with Kelly Bryant. Yeah, you got a, a quarterback who can do nothing but run. Right. And I mean, I, every, I don't even know if y'all noticed this, but the only defense, I mean, the only teams that beat Virginia Tech throughout Bud Foster's tenure, I, I say his last. 10 years maybe was a running quarterback. Yep. Kentucky. That's the only team right. we lost to was because you got to think his defense is hat for hat. So let's say mm-hmm. you got the line and the running back. You, you got a hat for a hat, but that quarterback is that extra hat. You got eight on seven. Right. So all he got to do is make one man miss. Yeah. And that's why most of, if, if you watched Virginia Tech play, most of the plays people get are the explosive plays, and that's the reason why. Like, Virginia, I mean, when, when, when we played UVA, the year mm-hmm. they lost the bowl streak, I knew they was going to lose. I told Hendon that year, I'm like, y'all slid by it. Y'all slid by it. They were supposed to beat y'all. But I said, <laughs> right. for a fact, I said for a fact, y'all are going to lose next year because y'all playing in UVA. I said right. y'all playing in UVA. Y'all really just slid by on a crazy fumble that y'all recovered in the end zone. Really just slid by. They feel like they wasn't supposed to beat us and y'all playing in UVA and it's a running quarterback. I knew yeah, that. That was, recipe. Yeah, it was definitely a recipe but, for disaster. But, but, but that's how I talk to them, though. Like, when I say stuff like that, I'm really not wishing for it to happen. I'm just putting that thought, like some inception. Like, I'm putting that thought in your mind. So you say at the end of the day, that shit is not going to happen. And you make sure that shit don't happen. But it did happen. But Yeah. It, I mean, it, 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 it's it been a lot of running quarterbacks, I feel like. I mean, I remember the Kentucky game with Lynn Bowden. He ran, like, for what, like 200 yards on us that game? Yeah. Well, well, they would, they would the, only run the ball. Think of ECU 2015. Right. The running quarterback, man. It, it was that shit just, was nasty. It, it was a hat for a hat, and all these teams wasn't Daniel Jones running quarterbacks. These were actual running quarterbacks. Like, right. run could first. put it down and run. Yeah, like, yeah, run, for, run first quarterbacks, yeah. What was your, like, favorite game from the 2017 season looking back on it? 
my favorite game. Damn, uh, I think we lost the two biggest games that we had that year was uh, Clemson and Miami. Uh, my favorite 2017, I, I don't know. I can't. I'm not sure 2017. I had, I think West Virginia. The opener, yeah. I think West Virginia was good because it was a rivalry game, so you got the kind of – and it was at an NFL stadium, so you kind of got the picture yourself. Uh, and it was the first game of the season, so, I mean, I think right. that was – I think that was the dopest game because, you know, we played – it was a good game. Yeah, back and forth. definitely a good game. Yeah, that was I, a good – I was at that one. Yeah, we almost lost that game, man. They almost uh, – Will Greer almost threw that touchdown pass, bro. Yeah, Will Greer was applying pressure out there. Yeah, he was uh, – that that was a crazy game, though. It, it was a tale of two halves, for real. Before we, before we go on, let me – let us pay some bills. Spotify, Green Room. Once again, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. You can link your Twitter – you can join leagues groups. You can talk to insiders and ask. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Athletes in real time, you can be featured on your favorite team's podcast if they're recording over there. And you can hear a lot of the same shit you hear on podcasts like Don V Fridays over there. So bring your spiciest takes, Spotify, Green Room. Now, leading into 2018 season... Um, Fuente, Coach Fuente, uh, says he has a statement where like it's guys hanging on by a thread. What did he mean by what did he mean by that guys hanging on by a thread? What did he mean by that? All right, so this this I I I like the 2018 topic because I think that's where a lot of things change for me. Okay. Uh, like I said, I was I tore my hip up my sophomore year Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. and I had to have surgery. I had surgery by Virginia Tech, and my junior year, I tore it again, making a tackle on against ODU, and I like felt it tear. So, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of that 2017 season, and 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 let me put it like this: before we played West Virginia, I remember. I call him Justin. That's his name. Like, he's not really my coach no more. So, I just call him <laughs> Justin. So, okay. Justin shouted me out in front of the whole team, like, like, moot, like, man, you're like, guys, because their thing with me, like, I was a hell of a special teams return guy. But his thing was he couldn't trust me because I remember in, in that summer we did a, a kicking scrimmage. And I know y'all done seen the people that have returned the past few years. I took the kicking scrimmage further than any of them have. I hadn't touched the ball in three years, so I just wanted to truck somebody. So I tried to run somebody over at the 20. But took it mm. further than any of them had gone, and I was pissed. I was mad, so I just slammed the ball down like, damn. Not remembering that we have mock referees here at a scrimmage. So at that point, ah, oh, man, I want to. I just can't trust. So it, it, I, I took stuff like that to heart. Like, I'm like, look, like, 
I want to get the same kind of rep that all these other people get the same, you know what I'm saying? These guys who are just like, just like me, you know, they do the same thing I do. They do what everybody do. I'm trying to get that same kind of thing. So I, I approach everything like a whistle. Like I, mm. I, I, I tried to be that guy that everybody wanted to be. And I have became that guy. But when I had got hurt again, I started telling them like, look, Man, I tore my hip again, and, and the medical staff at Virginia Tech is, man, it's, bro, I'm going I'm, I'm to touch that topic later, but it, it's, it, it could be a hell of a lot better. And, and, and it's plenty of proof in the pudding. But I'm telling them, like, yo, my, my hip's torn again, and they like, um, nah, it's just scar tissue from your surgery. And I'm like, I know what, you know what I'm saying? I know what a torn labor feel like. I just had it. So they like mm-hmm. scar tissue from your jump. So like I said, the year, my sophomore year, I had surgery by Virginia Tech. And when it was torn again, we did an MRI and it was come to find out that it was 12 problems in my hip this time. Mm. So I didn't go to Virginia Tech again. I went to a specialist, a hip specialist at Wake Forest. And I got a second opinion. And like this dude does 300 hip surgeries a year he specializes in it so I'm pretty sure he could fix my hip and to this day like I had to get a cadaver you know uh, a ligament put in my hip like he pretty much had mm. to build my hip back like that's how my hip was and I played two years like this like like what y'all saying like all my my body of work all this was on two torn hips back to back like yeah that shit people don't know because you watch games and, and right you you can't tell I'm hurt you can't tell I I, I got a torn up hip because you sure didn't play. You sure didn't play like you were. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. Because when I go out there, I put everything on the line because I, I I'm a winner. I'm a competitor. You know what I'm saying? So I think that in a way was like a. I think they took that as a shot, and, and it got to that was in the springtime. So that was in February. So. It got to we doing everything, and you said when did he say hanging on a thread? You said this was in the summer. It was, it was. I think it was in the summer or the spring. Spring was summer. It was. I think it was during the summer it came out, but he was referring to the spring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had my surgery in the spring. So then okay. we go out summer. You know, we doing you know workouts da 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 da, and man, I I, I in the summer I when was my thing july 18th i think it was july 8th 2018 when that okay. happened man that shit just it, it came from the the and, and a lot of things transpired in that spring like minute things like i mean one time i had i had the flu and i had came back home like i said i had surgery so it wasn't like i could work out anyways like all the practices and, and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so i was home and they knew i was home and like, I can't drive, like I can't get in my, my driver's seat and actually drive. Like my right hip is, is the one that's messed up. So I'm, mm. I'm there with my dad and like my dad, he, he, he can't take me back this night. So the thing is like communication, communication. So I'm reaching out to like the medical staff, letting them know everything. I don't get a response. So I hit coach Scott up, like, look, this is the case. I got the flu, da, 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 da. We got workouts in the morning. Uh, my dad not trying to bring me back. What should I do? And he like reached out to the medical staff and I'm like, I did. And ain't, ain't nobody hit me back. And he like, well, you should be straight if they ain't hit you back. 
I get back up there, it's like I'm just turning my back on the team. I'm like giving the team my ass a kiss. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm pretty sure there's a paper trail where I'm trying to, you know, dot my T's and dot my I. Like, like I'm saying, like, I'm trying to be this, this guy who can be on a ticket. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, my body of work says that I should be this guy on a ticket. Why can't I be this guy on a ticket? Like, I remember I couldn't get photo shoots. I couldn't, I didn't get invited to the photo shoot last two years. Like, I can't do this stuff for what? And, and, and this is my thing. This is my thing. Guys uh, hanging on by a thread. Every person that has ever been in any kind of trouble or, or suspension or any kind of trouble is it's stated on, on the Virginia Tech site, right? It's publicly stated, right? Right. right. When has anybody, and, and this is what I want to get into, because Hokie, Hokie Nation really, like, t- like, in, in, in the fan base's eyes, I became this criminal thug who was just skating on ice his whole career there. But my thing is, when can y'all ever name a time that I was ever in trouble? Never. Ever. Hey, yeah, never. You can never name a time that I was ever in trouble at Virginia Tech. But my thing is, once I'm kicked off the team, there's certain things that, oh, well, he was suspended in the spring. But hold up. Didn't wasn't in the statement I was I was injured in the spring. Yeah, right. And I had just came off my second surgery. So now I guess to to paint this light on to justify us kicking him off the team. And when I had got kicked off the team, I found out my I found out from my sister calling me crying that morning. I'm on the way to workouts. We had workouts at eight this morning. I'm on the way to the workouts after I just got out of the gym. On the way to workouts. And my sister's crying me like, are you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? She like, you didn't see it? And I'm like, no. She like, I'm going to send it to you. And then I read that. Like, that's how I found that I was off the team. Yeah. So, I nobody, think- talk- so nobody talked to you? Nobody talked to me, bro. That's how I found that I was off the team. And, and people can say what they want about it or, or whatever. That's how I found that I was off the team. Just like every other person in the world found out I was off the team. Right. I mean, it, I feel like they use that excuse of you being suspended in the spring to like kick you for like Fuente to kick you off right away because Virginia Tech policy, like he Fuente chose to dismiss you. He didn't have to at the time. Like he, exactly. Exactly. The policy says you suspend the kid until the case is resolved. And yes. I knew this because as soon as I read that statement, the first person out whose door I knocked on was with Babcock. Like, yo, like, what's up, bro? Like, somebody going to talk to me or, or let me know what's up or, or what? And Wit wasn't there. So I went to John Boleyn and he read it out to me like, look, this is the policy. Man, everything else is coach's discretion. So he pretty much telling me because John Boleyn was a part of the coaching staff that recruited me in there. So mm-hmm. my freshman year, John Boleyn is telling me, like, you're our next Ken, you know, you're our next Kendall. Like, mm-hmm. and, and think about the 2015 class, like the the one who had the buzz in that class or the one who they put in was was me. Right. Like we had ballers in that class, but that's just how they did it at that time. Coming out of high school, it it was that's how it was. Now I know some of those guys went on to the NFL. I'm not saying that I'm better than any kind of way or trying to be on no shit like that, but I'm just saying at that time that's how it was. So he like he actually fucked with me when him and Beamer walking around campus. He let me know. So he was the first person I went to, and he let me know like, man, it's it's coach's discretion. 
And I remember Coach Wiles called called my phone that day, like, yo, like, what's up? Like, let's have a meeting. And this is this is after I'm kicked off the team. He like, let's have a meeting. Like, and I'm like, right. coach, like, I didn't like pretty much what's going on, bro. He like, look, I'm about to try to get coach to have a meeting with your whole family. Cause this is the thing, I never had a meeting with my family or anything. If I'm hanging on by a thread at some point, somebody would have been able to know that. Like, like right. my family like counted on me and relied on me like actually look forward to the future that I had with that and unbeknownst to everybody shit just gets cut off no explanation you know no meetings or anything she just come out the blue and it was on some shit just like yeah the door is closed and I remember when I had ended up transferring, I went to school in Texas and the coach out there, he talked to a coach on the staff that's still at Virginia Tech who had a little spot for him made because he was Fuente's buddy. And mm. he was pretty much like, man, I don't even know. Mook was a martyr. Yeah, I don't, and I don't we, understand what the bad blood was. It, the, the, it, it started, it started, I, the only thing that I can say it started from was that surgery. And when I tore my hip, when they started like dismissing the fact that my hip was torn, just telling me like, oh, it's just scar tissue. And like, my shit is hurting. Like I'm going home, I can't sleep right. Cause it's throbbing. Like I know it's torn. I think at that point I wasn't practicing as much. And I think they felt like I was really faking. Like, and, and they, I, 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 man, that's the only thing that I can point it on because like I said, the first game of 2017, he shouted me out in front of the whole team. So from 2017, September 2017 to February, what happened? Yeah, I don't recall you getting in any trouble. And it goes back to what Kuma said when he had tore his meniscus and he went to a doctor at home or a family doctor or something. And he said, Fuente said, people getting bullshit surgeries. Yeah, like, yeah. Doctor's and, notes. And you you got it. Yeah, exactly, bro. So so this 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 is what crazy with me. It, it's just ironic that in no way am I saying I start everything. But I, I think he just hated the influence that I had. And like, if I'm going, because let's think about it. Hokey Nation, how many players can y'all name right now that have been medically disqualified within the last five years? Medically disqualified? Yeah. I give you three off the off the rip. CJ okay. Carroll, Marshawn Lynch, and uh Emmanuel Belmore. If you uh, ever mm-hmm. ask CJ Carroll, if you ever ask CJ Carroll why his foot would never heal. I'm pretty sure he would tell you why. If you ask Marshawn Williams why he's... Marshawn Williams, yeah. I called him Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad, Sean. My bad, bro. Uh, If you ever ask him why his knee didn't heal, I'm pretty sure he'll tell you. You remember the guy that had uh, the Torres Achilles? And he was out doing ladders a few weeks after that. Now, everybody knows an Achilles injury is a nine-month injury, right? Right. Sometimes 12. Why is he doing... yeah, exactly. Why is he doing ladders three to four weeks after? You're talking about Jeremy Webb. Point, 
to to the point he tears his other Achilles. Oh, Jeremy Webb. Is, is this Jeremy Webb? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that yeah, he the one that tore his Achilles, right? Yeah, both of them. Mm, both. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because he's doing ladders three to four weeks afterwards. You got a guy, Steve Sobchak, who tore his meniscus in spring workouts, 2017, going into 2017, right? No, I think it's 2016. 2016. He tears his meniscus. He has surgery a week later. They have him back out there practicing the next week. Mm. I feel like this is a reoccurring theme every time we have a guest on is that like the, the injury thing is what fucks everything up. And so, for some reason, Fuente doesn't like that with players. He, he does. Or he uses he it as an excuse for players that he doesn't already like. Yeah. If, if you like, look, man, if, if you're injured, what do you do for me? Right. It's like you do nothing for me. So it's like when I was injured, bro, he will walk through the same doors as me and not say shit to me. That's, That's wild. Crazy. Like, and, and then you have, you have to imagine, you have to imagine, like, something like that just happened. So now, if that's how we coming through the doors, that's how I feel like we come. That's your energy. I'm thinking, like, damn, like, and, and things accumulate and build off that, like, man. And, and, and I'm glad that it's not just me that says these things because it's, it's, it's the truth. Like, that's really basically how it's everybody like. that's It's basically everybody that's been on a show that's had an injury story. I think Trayvon Hill said he tore his meniscus. The staff yeah. basically said, no, you good. Uh, Eric Kuma tore his meniscus. They told him, you're going to get bullshit doctor's notes. Uh, Bro, I, I had, I, when, when I tore my, uh, when I tore my labor my sophomore year, I had I had surgery by Virginia Tech. I tore it again my my uh I tore it again my junior year. I had surgery by that specialist. They found 12 problems. First of all, the stitches, the, the surgeon that I went to for Virginia Tech, the stitches in my hip became undone. There was an infection in my hip. My mm. labrum had torn again and my bone had grew back. I don't, I don't, what person will send their kid back to these people so his hip can have 24 problems next year? Right. Like right. at this point, I've already had one surgery. Twelve problems to it had an infection in it. Like, come on, man. I'm 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 going to somebody who know what they're doing. If if you if you knock me for that, that's on you. Like I only got one hit. And at the end of the day, I don't think that I didn't I didn't use their resources after that. Like everything, my rehabbing, I did that like in a private place in Blacksburg. I didn't use the facilities or anything like that because at the end of the day, if I tell y'all how I'm feeling, y'all not going to believe me. Like if I'm telling you my hip is torn and I feel that it's torn, I don't want you telling me, oh, it's just scar tissue. I want you like actually helping me figure out what's wrong with my body and helping me feel good so I can go out here and play. Right. And not only just play now, but you're trying to go to the next level too and preparing your body for the NFL. Yeah, like I'm trying to. Yeah, like I'm trying to. This is not. I'm not trying to make this my last stop. Like, right. You right. know, I'm trying to be able to bend down with my nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids in the future. Like, right. There's a quality of life. Period. There's yeah. a yeah that I'm trying to get, and that's what I'm really realizing. Like, man, it's 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 life outside of that football world, man. Like that, it, it's 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 kind of like a bubble outside of that, like. When when you injure, you're not in that bubble for the time being. Exactly. So that's when you really get a get a taste of it. Like think of people that were injured that 
never really got out of that injury mentally. It wasn't that they couldn't get over their injury. That it was just that they couldn't get out of that depression. It's a reason you depressed when you injured. Yeah. Not only do your body not work like how it did, like people don't fuck with you how they did. And your whole livelihood's gone. I mean, you're a, fo- you're a football player that can't play football anymore. They, exactly. So, like, most people that play football, they can't tell you who they are outside of football because that's really all they know. So when you're in football and you don't even have that, like, when it's in in grips way, like, you can grasp it, but you don't have it. it, it just imagine a state it could take a person in. I remember right. Coach Scott was telling me, like, laughing, chuckling, like, bro, they think you bipolar. And I was like, what? Like, and I understand it. I can be just calm, happy as can be around my teammates. But if I'm going through a person, like just the offensive coaching staff, period, they're just, they were just weird. It's like they just had a click. And they didn't talk to who they didn't fuck with. So if I can walk mm. through doors and, you know what I'm saying, coaches don't say nothing to you, I'm not about to be, you know, I'm not about to embarrass myself. Hey, what's up, coach? Right. You know what I'm saying? When I'm right. really picking up your energy, you know how it is. So I'm going to just, you know, we're just going to go through the door. We're just going to be about our business every time. And, you know, I'm a goofy person, bro. Like, I'm a clown, bro. Like, I, I have fun. Like, Luke Reynolds, the player, and Jamon Reynolds, the me, two different people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't, like, I might seem like a, a nasty, ferocious guy when I play or off the field, but nah, I'm, I'm one of the most down-to-earth people. Right. Like for real, like, and, and I'm not just trying to say stuff. Like I'm, I'm really, like, people in Virginia Tech have brought with me enough to name their kids after me. All like right. Move Reynolds, like you know what I'm they saying. Nobody would name it. on your name. Yeah, sucks. like, like, would nobody name their kid that for no? Just no. You gotta imagine, bro. I was painted as a class five felony, a kingpin. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying. Exactly. Selling and distributing of marijuana. First of all, I already yeah, that's clear. Let's clear that up. Let's clear yeah, that let, up. Let's put this out there. I have no charges to my record. I had no convictions to my record. Well, I, I, I want to explain what happened that night. I want to take everybody through that. Okay. I get back up to Blacksburg. I had just made my deposit to move into a crib with Darius Fullwit and Deshaun McLeese. We, we was getting his crib. It's out in the country. It was, it was fire, man. It was like three acres. Just paid the deposit for that. All my stuff is in my truck. So I, I drive a Jeep. So that joins a gas guzzler. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I just made my deposit. There's 900 gone. We don't get paid for another month. So I don't know what world people actually live in, but they, you know, before this, what is it? NLI, NIL? NIL, yeah. Yeah, before that, you you couldn't, if you didn't have no more scholarship check money, you wasn't out here just, oh, I can just go make, I can go get a job real quick. I can just go make some money. Nah, you couldn't do that. So if you had $100 to last you a month, that's what you had last you a month. So I'm like, look, I'm about to be energy efficient. I'm going to save gas. So I was supposed to be staying with Hendon that night, but he wasn't up there. He stayed with uh, Trey and DJ and Tizzy at the time. So that's Tizzy. So he wasn't there. So I had to kill some time. I'm like, damn, who in the area? So I knew somebody who stayed up the street. Like he had been uh, friends with some people that was on the team. Now, to my knowledge, dude was a drug dealer. And has been, you know, he's been caught up in, in stuff before and after my situation. So okay. he like, look, I got to, I got to, uh, I got to kill some time. We go get some food or something and come back. So I'm like, bet. Like, he didn't say he'd be back in an hour. We can do that. 
So we on the highway near Price's Fort, and we see like these lights come on. Now, first of all, before I get in any car, like I know people smoke, but my thing mm-hmm. is if a person is ever smoking in a car, that's dumb. Because if you driving around and something happened, like I remember me and my mans, we we had uh, pulled over on the highway because the hood was smoking one time and a police pulled up like, y'all all right? Just checking on us. We like, yeah, we good. And we just thinking like, what if somebody, you know what I'm saying, would have just been hotboxing a car or something and you wrote the windows down. You you setting yourself up for failure. Right. So Especially, especially in them days. It's legal now, but in them days in exactly. the Commonwealth of Virginia. Right. Exactly, exactly. So I when when I'm in Virginia, because I never got my tickets any any kind of have except for in Virginia. Like I never got a ticket anywhere else except for Virginia because they're different with, you know, with how they patrol stuff up there. Right. You know, it's a lot more strict. So I'm like, look, I will never ever be caught in a situation like I'm always going to be, you know, when I'm driving, it's going to be clean. Bing. So when I get in with him, I'm like, yo, your license good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everything's straight. Everything's straight. I know ain't nobody about to smoke in the car. So we driving like a mile, maybe a mile and a half back. You see these flashing lights. So we like asking like, like you speeding, bro? Is he coming after you? We like, nah, can't be like, bro, it's like a whole mile back. Long story short, he pulls him over, right? So mm-hmm. next thing I know, like I just asked, bro, like you got your license registered, everything good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The policeman asks him for his license. He like, oh, I don't have it. He like, registration, I don't have it. At this point, I'm livid because I'm like, bro. Right. I could have just sat in the car for an hour at the crib, worst case. Yeah. So long story short, I guess protocol, the car was reported stolen. Now, here's my thing. One, Mm. I don't keep companions with people who sell drugs. Two, I damn sure not keeping companion with people who steal cars. Like right. there's 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 no way I would have knowingly been in this kind of situation. Again, I'm I'm trying to kill time. Like that's all I'm thinking. Shoot, we go to cookout 11 o'clock at night, you'd be a little 30 minute line. Shoot, that's 30 minutes. We come back, boom, we good. So next thing I know, driver drop the keys out the car. You know, it's Blacksburg. Each person is in the car, they always pull up two cars. So mm-hmm. it's three people, it's three total people in a car. Three total people in the car. My man's from home. The driver, my man's home was in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat. So next thing I know is six guns drawn on us. They're making us all get out the car one by one. It's the first time I've ever been in any situation like this ever. So if you can imagine, like I've seen Fruitville Station, I've seen movies like that. Like I'm imagining a movie happening right now. Like, yo, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we end up, I end up getting in the car and they take us down to the, the driver was like, they take us down to the uh, to the uh, police department and they like, yeah, we find a, a scale and we find the ounces with uh, a jar with three ounces in it. And I'm like, bro, nothing in that car is mine, bro. Like me and Guy Jackson, we getting a ride. We killing time, bro. Like nothing in that car is ours. So the whole time. I'm, now, mind you, I had cuffs on from 11 to four o'clock in the morning. They had not been mm. taken off from 11 to 4. Now, I'm asking Blacksburg Police Department, like, yo, can can y'all let my arms breathe a little bit? Can I take these? Ah, oh, man, I don't have the key. Like, it's not, uh, like, you got to have specific, because the policeman that cuffed me wasn't the policeman who was, you know what I'm saying, asking me questions. Yeah. So he wasn't even there. So I'm like, so he got to be the only one that can take these off. 
long story short, it was a it a kinfo actually took them off because I'm like, bro, like, bro, my arms is going numb. Like, I y'all can help me like breathe for a little bit. So when I was Mook Reynolds, no, no, when I was Jamar Reynolds, when I had to pull my ID out, they understand. I'm like, look, bro, wrong place, wrong time, bro. Like, I don't have nothing to do with this. Ah, yeah, man. Da, 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 da. When they put Mook Reynolds was Jamar Reynolds together, I automatically became the center of everything. Mm, and the reason right. that I say that is because it was three total people in the car. Two get charged with the same thing and you let one go. The one of the Why passenger, right? So you let the passenger guy go. Why is that? Ain't the crazy right. thing is, the crazy thing is when they let my mans go, the policemen were laughing with each other. <laughs> How does it feel to have Mook Reynolds in your car? Mm. That's mm. fucked up. So, bro, like, because it, it made no sense. Because my thing is, like, dog, they've been telling you I have nothing to do with this. Everybody is telling you I have nothing to do with this. And yet, and still, you you pinning this on me. Like, and I'm telling them, like, even in black and white, like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, this case is simple. If there's a person with previous and prior charges and you finding stuff in his car, like, come on, bro. Like, I, I've been up here three four three and a half years bro i ain't come on now yeah no trouble uh, no trouble no trouble at all bro but but i drove a jeep that was lifted and it looked good so you know i, I rode around campus thinking i had a nice truck so they probably see this truck so they probably i, I can imagine where did he get this? this must be where he he has to be in cahoots with it you know what i'm saying yeah. right so man it man that's really how it happened bro but the craziest thing is it was three total people that night Two was charged with the same thing and one was let go. And to this day, they dropped the charges from the case completely. Dropped them completely. No fines, no community service, no probation, no nothing. Drop. So you mean to tell me you gave me a case five felony. I ended up getting kicked off the team. I ended up getting my name tarnished. I ended up getting my reputation, you know, just stumped out for you to drop charges. Yeah, man, the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, is a sucks. nasty shit. Like, like, let, 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 let me let, let me take and, some and time. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, go ahead. He said the only thing my lawyer told me was, "Moot, you can't talk to them any kind of way." And you got to imagine when they sit me in front of the magistrate, and I'm looking at this this person, this detective who they sent in there, who like, look, man, we know we know what this a BS situation, man. We gonna go ahead and get you out of here. And I'm literally letting you know what's going on. And then you you got me sitting in front of a magistrate and they telling me my bond. Hell yeah, I'm finna snap. Like that's my whole damn, my my future is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My future right. could potentially, and it was jeopardized from that. Like you don't think I'm about to snap, but that's the only thing he could say from that situation. Because they knew I had nothing to do with it. That's the reason, I, I mean, I don't know how many people get charged with a with a felony selling and distributing marijuana and the charges are completely dropped no fine no probation no misdemeanor i wasn't taking no misdemeanor for something i was innocent for you know what i'm right. saying i was willing to stand on that like no like i'm gonna ride this thing out because at the end of the day i am 100 percent innocent like i'm not no drug dealer bro mm -hmm. and it's a good thing you stood on that because a lot of times people be talking about oh it's just cop out i ain't copping out this shit if i ain't do nothing 
if yeah, man, like at the end of the day, like bro, I come from a good a good home, bro. My my mother is able, my father is able, my sister is able, my brother is able. I'm able. Like I don't have to be out here risking my life trying to do nothing like that. Like I don't come from that background. I ain't no thug. I ain't no damn criminal. I ain't no you know what I'm saying from everything they painted me to be. I'm not that. Right. But that's, for, but that's the but that's the devil though. That's what the devil do. The devil try to paint black men in certain lights. People that, read that's, headlines. That's right? exactly they they give. And, and I remember this one girl. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I remember this one girl who was like never met her a day in my life, and she mm-hmm. said Mook Reynolds was a terrible person, and that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Now, Shawty was big. What the fuck? Shawty was big though. Shawty was big. My thing is, you willing to stand on a hill to tell me I'm a terrible person and you don't know me, your fat ass need to be running up that hill for your betterment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you're going to be on a hill, it needs to be for you. You know what I'm saying? But, hey. but people bold, bro. People, yeah, move around is just going to be on welfare his whole life. Like, thinking, like, like, dude, dude, like, come on, man. You just, it's crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. All, all, off, all off headlines and speculation. And it, it, it didn't stop there, man. When, when I went to that school in Texas, all 32 teams came out there to see me within the first mm-hmm. month. And the coach was like, yo, this is the most traffic we've had ever. And I'm like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to think. I'm like, look, some crazy stuff happened. I'm going to make the most out of my situation. So I go out there. And this is when the coach at Virginia Tech tells him, like, Mook was just a martyr. Man, I went through that. I, I played in a senior bowl. I did all that. I'm, I got so many scouts just like, man, we've been looking for you, da-da-da-da-da, talking to everybody, right? The day before mm-hmm. the, the draft starts, I get calls from teams like, we need a backup number for you. Everything to buzz is worst-case scenario free agency because you got to remember, preseason of my senior year, I was a projected second-round draft pick, the number seven DB rated. Right. I was a preseason second team all ACC linebacker. Mm-hmm. Right. So you like like everything that I had going was just taken. I go from that to I don't even get free agencies. I get one tryout. And that's solely because I believe Cody Grimm was on that staff. Had it not been for him and Bruce Arians, nobody. So that, would was, touch. So that was Tampa. Yeah. And, okay. and, and I was hurt there. I had a torn hamstring when I went down there. So I couldn't even really like, and you got to think everything I had been through when I had that, I'm thinking like, damn, like this is the, like, I, I remember when, when I got the call, like, man, it was emotional. Cause I'm like, man, you know, everybody dream about draft day. I'm looking at my name, you know, June, I'm seeing, you know, second t- I'm like, man, it's my year. You know, the Edmonds brothers, you know, they, they slid out of here, you know, right. uh, Don and them is gone. Gistro is gone. Drew is gone. This gonna be a. This gonna be our year. This can be. I can be the leader of this DBU. We can like. You know what I'm saying. I can set my foot and really like. Submit my legacy at Virginia Tech, and then all that was just taken like that, man. So it was just a lot that was just left. So I right. just and, I, I went from that. It's to, a spot to absolutely... for you in the NFL too. You said what? It definitely is a place for you in the NFL for your Man, role. Because oh, yeah, bro. You, Every you team's like, got it now. You was like Honey Badger 2.0. You were definitely bro, like bro. When, you look at, when you look at When you look at Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. and he's saying, yo, guess what Zay playing this year? What, what? That position moot play? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And you got to think Brett Venables even said he kind of got some of his tactics from Bud. So you don't think mm-hmm. if he see a 6'4 guy at that position – 
I was only 180, six, six foot. You can put a six, four guy out there that's just as fast. Oh man. Now you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, man, they got to put some respect on my name, man. They, they, it's like, they, that's facts. What, what I meant to Virginia tech, I, I never get the credit of, of, of what I meant to that program yeah, and yeah. what I meant to that defense. Because if you ask me, they still searching for a person that can fill that role. Right, because you could cover like a corner too. And even the people that have been playing that role recently have been getting kind of torched sometimes in the coverage. Bro, it was to this point. Bud could just we has we we had defenses that we put in that was key and many. And all it was was the safety doesn't have to cover now. The safety can just cover the linebacker. He can just focus on him because this dude's good. Like Every single when we that was most of our defenses. We was just net like he's good. If I wasn't covering somebody, I was blitzing every play. I remember mm-hmm. 26, 2016, we started off the year. This is like Fuente's first game, but like look, man, Cody, like, look, Bud wanna open up the first game with a uh with a blitz, but he don't know if you're gonna hit it right. I'm like, shit. What? Call that blitz, bro. Like I'm, 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 I'm about to set this off. Like that's the person I am. Like I want to be the one to set this off. Like I might not be those people who a coach can say is a, you know, this guy is a vocal leader. He gets, uh, yeah, <laughs> one of those people. Yeah, come on, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's time to play. They get busting their mouth. They're not saying shit. I'm that person that's just gonna look at this dude, clap my hand, work, grind how I do. And when it's time to be in the game, I'm gonna be the first one to bust somebody in their mouth. And this how we coming. Like I'm nasty. That's how I, that's how I play. And some people just they can't contain monsters, man. Like they can't understand how a, a, a man can be a monster on the field and then just completely different guy off the field. Like, nah, there's there's gotta be something behind. Us. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's how I, I that's how people could label later on. They've seen like I played with this tenacity, this this own thing. They just label that grit, that nasty, that desire. They just label that right like, negativity. Like, how you get that out of that? Like you like you haven't watched me every game. Like I'm the same person that's watching there. Like the crazy thing about Virginia Tech, I would Google well, I would search my name on Twitter after every single game. Because I don't care what nobody say. They care what the fans say. They wouldn't go to the school if they didn't like the fans. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Everybody would. Virginia Tech would never have anything bad to say about me. I don't care if I personally thought I had the worst game. Syracuse 2016. I thought I lost that game for us. Because they scored on a slant and go on me. And they scored on a double move, which I could have stopped. I felt like I lost that game. Hokie Nation ain't say nothing bad. Right? Georgia Tech right. my junior year. They score on the trick plays, the line of receiver up at tackle, scoring that to lose the game. I personally felt like I lost that game. Hokie Nation ain't say nothing bad. But the fact that after I get, you know, my situation happens and you read that I'm kicked off a team and then the article later comes saying I was suspended, you completely do away with everything. Nah, this guy was yeah. floating on thin ice. This guy's a knucklehead. This guy's a thug. This guy should have been out of there. He's a terrible person. Da 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 da. Like, dude, like, name any of those yeah. things you're accusing me for. Yeah, name these things. And, name and, and before they even listen to this interview, they're gonna say the same thing. Why well, he got moved on? And, 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 and that's, the thing, that's the thing. They they think I'm on here to bash. I haven't said anything about Fuente yet. Right. I'm just explaining what happened to me. 
because the, the, the things that they bashed me about, the things that they turned on me for was something that charges were dropped and something that you cannot, you, you, you cannot prove beforehand. I was injured in the spring. Now I come out and it says I'm suspended. That's all you needed to justify that I deserve what, what happened to me. Like, and, and like 2018, like when I went out to Texas, man, I had a house fire out there, ended up losing everything I had. Like, bro, like I done been through it, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and the thing with, with shout out to those people who did help. We had started a GoFundMe. It was a lot of tech fans that helped. And I appreciated all of that. But you still got those articles that come out every year that still got my name in it. Like, I'm still being mentioned by that coaching staff as blaming for how that program is going. Yeah, one of the like quote bad yeah, 2018, he lost his locker room. He lost his locker room. Yes, he, he lost did. his locker room because what what coaches what coaches fail to realize is you're not the glue. You're not who these who these players actually play for. You can be the reason this player runs through a wall, but you're not the reason they go out there and actually play like how they play. They play for their teammates. That's why the best teams always got the best chemistry. It don't have nothing to do with the coach. It's the players out there. So when you getting rid of valuable players to this team, like let's remember NC to VT, you had me and Adonis, right? Everybody, Adonis was one of the most lovable people because he was just one of the, everybody, I don't know a person that didn't rock with Adonis. And his situation going, I personally feel like Fuente could have stuck his neck out for him because I know he did that with another player. It was two other players that got caught up in a similar situation. One of them ended up leaving and another one stayed because Fuente took extra efforts to make sure, you know what I'm saying, he had an opportunity to stay. I feel like he could have done that same thing, but due to the fact that that player wouldn't, I mean, that player represented him directly, I think that that changed things because it would make his play a little bit harder. But, like, when you think of people like Trayvon and, and the defensive coaches didn't even know he was kicked off the team until he went up thanking them, like, saying bye. Like, and you just tell him you had a coach's meeting and it was a coach's decision. Like, like now I got to get on the inconsistencies with Justin because they paint people certain ways. But then for how they paint you, you can never really prove as a fan base why you hate this player so much. Right, like, just the narrative. I know, the, media I know the Jariah draws. Evans slander. I know the Jariah Evans slander. Jariah Evans could have Jariah Evans single-handedly changed the program in one year because Virginia Tech had the defense for years. Everybody mm-hmm. knows we just had no fucking offense. Everybody knows that. I always said since my freshman year, Virginia Tech can average 28 points a game, we will never lose. Ever. If you can give me a touchdown, a corner, a, a, a quarter, we will never lose. Dry Evans came in, and because of the mentality that he had, and that's what I don't think they like, the mentality that I am what I am. Like, I am me. Like, this is what I do. They don't, they don't like that. You have, to be, you have to be controllable. And, like, oh, he set all them records in a year. We won 10 games. Like, bro, like, we did some crazy stuff that year, and – it's like the, the way that, that he was painted, like in my mind, he should, bro, he didn't, he doesn't go drafted. Right. You it know didn't what make, I'm saying? It like, didn't make like, sense to me. He should have been drafted. 
he like, gets he gets a call, but like, he gets a call before it. the draft. That, yeah. Oh, you don't like your coach? What's what's up with you and Fuente? And, and, and that's crazy. That's crazy because I had a suspect. I, I suspected that something like that could have happened to me, but I'm like, nah. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just. I'm just nervous. I'm nerve rattled. But nah, bro. After after hearing hearing that, like, dog, I, I'm pretty. And it would it would be understandable because if if you can kick a player off a team, and then create an article saying he was suspended to to push further along that agenda why wouldn't you do it in this situation because now this is when a kid be, he breaks past that point of your control he can say what he wants to say and people will hear him i gotta make sure right. this kid don't get on a pedestal or a platform where he can speak his voice and that's exactly. what it is and and, and 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 that's what it is because let like let me get into things with him justin fuente rides for who he wants to ride for it, it, he makes exceptions for the people he wants to make exceptions for, whether it's uh, done right by the book or whether it's not. Like, they, like I, 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 had it not been for a lot of people that I personally knew that was still on that team for the past three years, I would have spoken a lot sooner. But by the grace of God, he he brought it at an appropriate time. Like if you if you think of a, a, a guy who holds himself so stand up, uh, hard work, character, toughness, then you got to live by that. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. you can't you can't have dirty laundry in certain areas, and people are, are, are finding out about it. Or the people that you're doing this la- dirty laundry with, which are players on your team, are out here telling people about it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna be this kind of guy who just stand up guy to where you can criticize and you can paint pictures about people to be these you know, uh, these terrible dark people, you know what I'm saying? And try right. to justify it. You got to be on your, you got to be on, you know, dot your, dot your uh, I's and cross your T's. Like it, it's things like he's extra passive aggressive. Like when, when it, it, it was, a, it was, a, I like to look good when I play. Everybody know right. that you look good. You play good. I, right. I, been the whole week thinking about what I was going to wear in that next game. So it, it we was in the summer and I had on, the rule was all VT issued gear. So I had on some VT white gloves that we had the year before. Like my, mm-hmm. my freshman year, I saw previous players, Daddy Nicholas, Calvin Klein, all of them wearing all the stuff that they gave them, wearing, you know, all the cleats they gave them. So that's the Virginia Tech I know. I go out there with my gloves. I have uh, Sam, who was the equipment guy who left. And if you ask him why he left, I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he just going to say the same thing everybody else says, too. But he came up to me like, uh, look, man, where'd you where'd you get those from? I'm like, yo, these hours. He like, oh, look, man, I'm just coming up to you. The head man told me to come say something. So I'm like, damn, in the bowl game, he just cussed out Sean Payne for not being a man. I'm talking OD centered him out like, is Sean Payne in here? If you've got a fucking problem, come say something to me face to face like a fucking, like, embarrassed him type stuff. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that's what coaches expect. Like, that'll be respectable to him. Like, that'll be something that he can tip his hat to, that he can, you know what I'm saying, commend somebody for. So when he sent Sam up to me about my gloves, I went up to him like, coach, you know, I know the rule, everything issue. This is issue. This from last year. We wore it in such and such, such and such game. You know what he said with his arms crossed? I didn't say what? anything. I'm like, what? I, wait, wait. I'm like, okay. 
Okay, Sam just came and said that you said that for no reason, and I just wanted to clarify it for no reason. So I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just tripping. You know, maybe he wasn't tripping on it. He just said it. He didn't mean for him to come say something, right? But then I had Mike go for it because I cut my socks. I didn't have them pulled all the way up. I just cut the part for, like, ankle socks, and I had my tape shoe which a lot of us, even now, they do that. They let their tape show with low socks. They do that still. Mm-hmm. He comes up, digs in my foot. First thing he says, don't ever do this shit again, right? And then he says, oh, because he feels my sock. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me get my leg back. And you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was hella disrespectful. <laughs> so he like, right. he like, look, coach, coach says you got to wear socks. So I'm like, okay. So let me go up to coach. I go up to coach, coach. Here go my socks right here. I got socks on. You know what he did? What do you do? With his arms crossed, I didn't say anything. No, he said, did I say anything? And this time, I'm like, bro, this is the second time today somebody has came up and said, I said, yeah, coach, coach, uh, uh, what, damn, what's his name? Mike Goforth just came up. Yeah, Mike Goforth just came up and told me you said something about my tape. And he was like, I didn't say anything. And you know what happened the next day? There was a dress code on the wall. What? <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is like, bro, like, bro, are you serious, bro? Like, it, it, it's that kind of shit, bro. Like, like, dude, like, I, I just don't. It's, bro, I was at this senior bowl and I was meeting with the Indianapolis Colts, and the dude said, shouted out Trayvon Hill. He was like, asked about Trayvon Hill. He was like, man, that dude's a hell of a player, man. His first step is crazy because he said he went to the Florida State game. He said, what's up mm-hmm. with y'all, coach, man? I went to the Florida State game, and he had him benched. He, he said, like, he was like, bro, just, bro, weird. And I'm like, because I'm thinking it's a trap. I'm like, bro, I'm not finna just say nothing about the coach. I'm like, man, coach is coach, man. You just got to get to know him. But you got yeah. you, you, you got other – you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, it's weird, bro. It's, it's like he likes who he likes, and if, if it's – I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. Weird, but like the thing is, the thing is, it wasn't always like that. Like, like when we played UNC 2016, it's games he hugging me after the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, UVA, we beat UVA. He get a Gatorade bath. He hugging me after the Gatorade bath. Like, these are pictures that I still have that I'm looking back, thinking like, damn. At this time, I'm thinking like, damn. Like, you know, Coach really. I'm on the interviews. Like, I'm really trying to be a big part of his foundation here. And I don't know just what happened in a year from me coming to that to getting painted as the guy I was. Right. And it and it wasn't just you. It was a whole lot of other people that a lot you, of players. A lot of a great lot players. Of players. Great Man, players. And I'm not it, gonna it, lie, he cost y'all millions of dollars. He right, fucked up your lives. Did. Man, look, bro, like I said, bro, preseason second round pick. Preseason, and this is the thing. It wasn't going to do nothing but go up because ain't no yeah. way you can tell me them six people in front of me can do the things that I can do. So it was yeah. just, man, it just, it just like that, like that's my thing. Like, like, and the reason tech hasn't had no success in those last few years is because you can't treat people like that. Like you get to the point, you got kids transferring out of your school, like, like mass exodus. Yeah. It's still happening. Like, and, Lose your yeah, two quarterbacks. Exactly. So, and, and those are offensive players, right? Yep. And now we those are those those are supposed to be who he grooms, right? Supposedly, right? Supposedly a quarterback guru. Yeah. He's supposed to be a. This is the thing. Virginia Tech jumped the gun when they paid him that extension because he had 
Frank Beamer's team that everybody knew needed an offense. You brought in a guy like Gerard Evans, and you seen what it did drastically. The quarterback drastically changed it, and it was just because of what Gerard could do by himself, the way he carried himself, and the mentality he had. Like the reason why I told him I'm I'm Robbie to to the wheels fell off, because I knew for a fact we can win. Like if no matter what, a lot of people would say Gerard is big headed. If he's big headed, he has every right to be because then he had an accolades on his name. So he knew what he can do. Let him be big headed. Fill right. his head. Let him let him. You know what I'm saying? I want the best version of, of anybody that I play with. So I'm going to get my teammates in that right groove. Like, that's just, you know, how it go. Yeah, I feel like Fuente doesn't fuck with egos like at all. And it's he don't, I don't, he, nah, I don't understand he, he, why not. Nah, he, he don't he don't he don't fuck with egos at, at, at all. You like. Think about it like this, bro. Receivers. Have you the year a uh, uh, Virginia Tech receiver gets a big name, they go for a thousand yards. What's their next year like? They don't do They're normally on another team. Yeah. Either they on another <laughs> team or they don't do shit and that makes them leave, right? Why right. is that? Why do you stop giving this man the ball? Yeah, I don't I, I never understood that. And they it, do it with Trey. They do with Trey too. They don't give him enough touches. Bro, look, man. Look, man. They gonna, they gonna, they gonna really. Man, the the, the fact that twenty twenty didn't count towards players, it could really hurt. It could really ended up hurting the program, in a way. Because a, a lot of things, because that year didn't count, right? So a lot of people for the shit that they endured that year, as far as uh, on the team or, you know, playing time or play calling or whatever, they come back. That year didn't count, right? Let's say that was their junior year. So they come back this year, which is actually their junior year, or they see, could have mm-hmm. been their senior year right. without it, vice versa. They get that extra year to say, I gave you two chances. Yeah. And... and Think about it with a lot of people like, dog, like you got to think now everybody's not going to, you know, you, you, you paint this picture with certain kids and you end up trying to run them out, like trying to get their scholarships gone. Like, and, and stuff like that actually happens. Like people, people forget that GAs are in the coaches meetings as well. And GA is only two, three years older than the current players. So mm. they forgetting that. GH actually have conversations with players and let them know what's you know what's going on. So, right. So like when when coaches are are getting mad at you know receiver coaches that are no longer there that have moved on to bigger and better. Uh, when when they get mad at them for putting kids in the game and they catch a touchdown and he's like how do, how am I supposed to get him to transfer and you you got him in catching touchdowns like that kind of that kind of thing gets out there you know what i'm saying like if if you looking at your your players from a next man up point of view like that's why it's is it hurts to get injured right cuz you're just suspensable you just you just like like an army you just boots on the ground mm. you you know like 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 marshawn like marshawn you know i remember they wrote an article marshawn is a stand up guy he He's in Notre Dame game, tore his leg, and he's just like, coach, I'm going to stay in there, right? They blew, you know, right. made him feel good. Behind the scenes, they trying to get rid of his scholarship, make him stop playing so they can give his scholarship up. Like, that's that's the kind of stuff that's, that's going on. Like, like Marshawn was, Marsh, man, people went, man, look, 
It's it's, it's man, a, it's 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 crazy. It's a nasty business. It's a nasty business, and the business is played upon really whether I like you or not. And and, mm-hmm. and my thing is this. My thing is this. I don't. I love Devin Hunter to death, but Devin mm. Hunter was charged I, with uh, domestic violence. I mean, domestic violence or whatever, right? Right. He's on the team, right, with a misdemeanor, right? Right. I believe if he was innocent, he should have rolled that whole case out and got the thing completely erased off his name because you don't want to settle for false accusations on your name at all. Because no matter what, people, when he takes that Virginia Tech jersey, y'all, there's a liability that they will dog him out just like they did Michael Vick. When he came up there and they had that parade killing dogs, like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, You're come right. on, bro. That, that, that's the kind of stuff they do. Like, he he's... You know what I'm saying? But my, my question is, what's the difference between me and him? Why I couldn't have a spot? You know, being that it was my senior year, being that, you know, I don't put two hips into this program, blood, sweat, tears, an ACC championship appearance, you know, upset the next year. You know, this my senior year. I got preseason accolades. Why I couldn't have no spot after my case was resolved? Why you couldn't trust me enough? Why you couldn't write an article talking about how good my character was, even though I had accusations against me? Why I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? What was the difference between me and him? I'm going to keep it what? all the way up. Man, I think they needed a good PR when it came really? to Devin Hunter. They was kind of removed. Like, I think they felt like during your time in 2018, you, Adonis, and everybody, eh, we could do without. We good. We, we coming off two good years. I think in 2021, they needed something to say, okay, that was a good thing he did. Right. Something to keep his job safe. I think they needed a positive spin for something. For they do need a positive spin. So it's like when the transfers was going in and so many players was leaving, what players do you know put their name in the transfer portal and come back? The only one I could think of was and then leave again. And then leave again. Uh I mean it's you know what I'm saying, something make you stay. Something make you stay. Yeah, and why is it that Fuente is supposedly a quarterback guru? The only person that was like a real good quarterback was Gerard. And Gerard, like, even just came out last week and said that it wasn't really because of Fuente at all. No, Ger- Gerard was a Gerard was an animal himself. First exactly, of all, he like he was four, he was doing that regardless. He was six four two thirty, like, and led the team in rushing yards. Like Gerard, Gerard had that mentality. Yep. I remember one practice, Drew had hit him. Gerard gets up and like, not saying that he was, you know, what I'm saying, gonna do something because defense wasn't gonna let it go down, but. You know, just went up to him by himself. You know, the 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 thing is with the offense in in the 2016 spring, Fuente's first spring. You gotta imagine the vision we saw for the team. We were getting in fights every day because we were just like, this is a new era, and this is how we are going to be. Like the defense was fighting, like, and that's just how we were. But the offense wasn't riding with each other. Like we were getting little scraps. Like I got videos on my phone that I recorded. It would be one offensive player trying to go against the whole defense because they don't have no camaraderie because the thing is Bud's players will run through a brick wall for Bud Foster. I'm going to tear my hip up and I'm going to play the rest of the year because I want to play for Bud Foster's defense. That's what I'm going to do. On the other side of the ball, it's not like that. Because at the end of the day, like I said, players play for each other. But we go that extra mile because we know at the end of the day, if a defense go out there with 11 players and ball, who's going to get the respect at the end of the game? That coach. Right. And that's what you do. You know he's going to get that respect, but you do that so he gets that. Like, 
your coach should be, you know what I'm saying? And that's not the that's not the 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 vibes that he gives, bro. Like I don't even think he'd be around the team unless it's man, I remember one time, bro, last year when and and, and, and this is the thing with, with Virginia Tech, my bad if I keep jumping around. Oh, I was know. actually I went back to Virginia Tech in 2019 and I was in school there. Because I had a, I attended classes there. Remember, I had my situation in 2018. I came back and I went to classes in 2019 because I had a hearing in September of 2018 for the honor code at Virginia Tech. And I was found innocent based off the same report that the police report, uh, based off the same evidence the police report had. And they found me innocent to be, to, to come to school and still be eligible for school. So I actually came back to school. The first weekend, uh, the first week I was up there, Virginia Tech had just lost the game. Maybe it was to Liberty or somebody. It was to some scrubs. And that Tuesday practice was just the first practice of the week. He calls them in the center for a meeting and says, I heard Mook Reynolds is back in time. Stay away from that guy. Mm. How do I know this? Because his players on the team that, that I grew up that I know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, bro, you won't imagine, like, still had 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 they just tarnishing you, bro. I'm just like, bro, you just lost to a sorry school. It might have been. Are you Duke. worried about Mook Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I'm nowhere near your. T- bro, I'm chilling, bro. I'm trying to get my degree, and 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 I had to pay out of pocket ten thousand band, and that's the reason I can't even go up there. Like, I'm not trying to be thirty thousand dollars in debt. Like, I need three more semesters. I'm not trying to be that deep in debt. But like I gotta pay out of pocket to go to back to the school, and you have the uh, head academic counselor that's DMing me on Twitter like, "Look, move, uh, you you're no longer allowed back into the uh, ac- uh, academic facility for athletes because it's only for current athletes." First of all, this is the only facility I know for academics on campus because this is the only one I've ever been to. And secondly, how can you say that? But Brandon Flowers, who is not a current athlete is up here in academic meetings right now. Right. So again, my question, why me? Like, why? Like, I can't even be around. I can't even use the academic facility. What I use three years. Yeah, man, that's that's some wild. That's some wild and nasty shit. The fact that the, the team, the team would take a loss and he's speaking your name like you ain't got nothing to do with why they lost. It probably was after that Duke game where they got forty five put on their head. Yep. But how the fuck is that your fault? But you ain't got bro, it was early. It was early in the season. It was right when school started. It was early in the season, bro. That's why I'm saying I think it had to be Liberty. They might have played a, 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 you know, a big opener or it was a. a I don't. I don't even know. Twenty nineteen, we lost to Boston College at the beginning. It might have been BC. It might have been BC. It might have been BC. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bud was like, man, if he, he, you know, Cody Graham, he told him like, man, if we had Mook on that team still, we could have won three more games just solely off that. And right. shoot, I believe it too. Yeah. Because I would have made the team like play, like expectations yeah. would have been different. Like. Because after they made the switch to Hendon Hooker, they won like eight straight after the Duke game, but they got blown out. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. So what's going on now? What 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 what's what's next for Moot Reynolds? But the coach obviously is they fucked your money up. What do you say? You said what? I say I say what's what's next for Moot Reynolds? Obviously they fucked your money up. But what's next for Moot Reynolds? 
Oh man, I'm uh, you know, I'm st- I'm still in school. I, you know, I'm taking schools back in North Carolina, trying to get them to transfer in. It's, it's a lot cheaper here, and you know, I'll be able to do it. But I'm trying to finish my degree, uh, trying to mm. go back to tech at some point in time. You know, finish up with my degree, and you know, I'm starting this podcast that's helping you know people that's kind of in and uh, a nonprofit organization helping people that kind of go through the things I do, like uh, like life outside of you know, sports or, or life when, you know, the days are over because it's a transition for everybody, you know, no matter what age, if you got a career in the league, you know, you play 10, 15 years, when it comes down to it, like finding yourself outside of that, you know, I right. think that's important and people having an identity outside of just that sport. And I think that, you know, uh, I, I really, I really believe that can help, you know, change, you know, uh, athletics from middle school all the way up to high school and even further because, you know, it's important for kids, you know, to spend 15 plus years in a sport. And then, you know, when it's taken away from them, it's, it's hard to adjust. So, you know, that's what I'm doing now. I got hopes, aspirations of that. And, right. you know, just keeping all windows open, you know, just working hard. You know, I'm blessed, you know, uh, been on a hell of a spiritual walk, you know, learned a lot and just being tested and just being grounded and, and humble. That's pretty much what but I'm up to now, man. Yeah, man, that's good, man. What's the name of this podcast? Man, what you mean? I know it's Don V Friday. It's Don V. <laughs> oh, the one you starting. The one you <laughs> Oh, oh, see, I'm at the I'm at the uh beginning of it. See, I'm getting my team ready. I got a team ready. Oh, that's okay. The, so it's not it's, it's yeah, in that's the works. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I'm having to put put down now is the uh is the actual name of it and the image of it so once i get the brand and the name of it i'm good everything else i got ready so you know it'll be out soon everybody be on the uh lookout for it you know have features between uh you know athletes at all levels you know the high school stars the college stars the nfl stars nba stars trying to you know get perspectives from everybody so everybody can kind of understand you know life inside and outside the sports yeah, man, that's dope, man. And, and uh, it definitely, especially if it's for young people, especially young black people, black people need, definitely need big bros out here. We definitely need more big bros right. out here. People uh, speaking, speaking truth, speaking facts and God and, and helping God. It's, it, it's, it's fucked up what they did to your name, bro. Um, it's a com. it was a, it's definitely still a Commonwealth of Virginia problem. Uh, for those that's unfamiliar, you know, black people in the Commonwealth of Virginia, it happens all the time, but they get their life ruined over these bullshit cases. Right. I was almost killed. When I was 19, I'm from Newport News, Virginia. I was almost killed by police on some oops, oopsie daisy. Like, they do that shit all the time. They fuck yeah. your life up and they just, they keep it pushing. Like, yeah, it happens every day. On with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's important too, especially like you said, young black men, like we got to see ourselves in those positions of, you know, power in that where, where we look at people in a way of honor instead of, you know, how, how we've been taught to see each other. And I think when we see each other in that kind of way, it influences everybody in that generation. And I think we should really invest in ourselves and continue to, you know, teach one another and be there for one another, you know, at, at, no matter what age you yeah. are, like got to, you know, take care of ours and look out for our own. And yeah, yeah and part. stop the crab and stop the crabs in the bucket mentality that like you said like, a lot of us be taught to do. Yeah, like it, it like man, it ain't that. Like if we really understood everything, man, we we would we really we really sit back and learn some things, man. 
but yeah, but yeah, but we that's it for Don V Fridays, man. We want to thank Move Reynolds for coming on. Anything you got to say to the people before we sign out, Move Reynolds? Uh, I just want to say, man, Hokie Nation, man. I I hope uh, you know, I miss y'all, man. I love y'all. I love my time at Virginia Tech. You know everything that it, you know every memory, every opportunity that it brought me. Uh, you know, I hate my situation went how it went, and I couldn't, you know, come back and be a part of that 2018 year. But uh, I just want Hokie Nation to know that, you know, I love them. You know, I'm not bitter off of anything that happened in my situation. It was it was the will of God. You know, it was ordained from God. I'm in a better position than I would have ever been, you know, uh, outside of it. And I was blessed throughout it all, you know, with all my charges dropped and everything. I just feel like it was something that was sent from God and had it happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I just want to thank y'all for this opportunity, having me on this podcast and being able to put my voice out there and kind of uh, fill in what my journey after that 2018 year. And help clean up the, the yeah, fucking last right. that was put out on your name. Yeah, definitely. They man. put a lot of dirt on your name out there. A lot of a exactly. lot of dirt. And and the last thing I'm gonna say is again, Hokie Nation, like just ask yourselves, like everything that I was accused of or everything that it was that was put on me, prove it. Like show me any time that I was, you know, this guy that I was painted to be, or you know, anything yeah. like that. But other than that, man, I love Hokie Nation, man. It's going, it's Hokie Nation got some of the best fans in the world, man. And you know, I hope the program turns around. Uh, you know, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to brag about Tech too. So hopefully, with another coach. <laughs> hopefully, ho- hopefully, man. hopefully they do turn. Did they send you a care package? I've been seeing. Man, care what you, man, I can't. I don't even get to go on the fields, man. Some That's some bullshit. Virginia Tech, get your life right, man, and, and start posting move rentals. Happy birthday, move rentals, like man. They got to do better with the outreach of. Uh, a, a former players and, and, and former it, legends. It, it's, 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 it's not really all former players, though, because former players get their love. Like, you just got to, like, the, like don't don't take a man's credit, you know, from mm-hmm. from any aspect, offensive player, defensive player, past, present, now. Like, let them get their credit. Like, a lot of those people, Virginia Tech was some of the best times of their lives. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just, just especially in a situation like mine, like, mine was cut short on some – some crazy situations and like the least, you know, I'm proud with my career. The least I can just sit back and feel appreciated at the end of the day and don't have yeah. to have just such a, a dark cloud on my name. And I can look back and, you know, get my flowers, man. Cause this, it's been a hell of a journey, bro. So. Well, you yeah. definitely get hell your yeah. flowers here at Don V Fridays. We're going to definitely put you are you are Virginia Tech Hall of Famer in my book. Yes, yeah. sir. Doubt, man. Change that program, man. Change that program, man. Whether they want to admit it or not. They need yes, to sir. change the program. Uh, more stories like yours need to be heard because once, once the, once the, uh, the narrative comes out and they told they said that's the truth, and no yeah. matter what the athlete got to say, yeah. and, and a lot of times, a lot of good brothers get silenced because the devil got to get their their side out. And I'm not calling Fuente the devil. I'm saying the media. That's and just I'm how, saying. yeah, that, that that's how stuff go. But it, I mean, even when we put it like that, we put it in, in terms of the most high and the devil. Like the devil do his thing. He pushes, we know he pushes a false reality. But if you dig a little deeper, you're going to find that real word. You're going to find that real truth and it's going to be revealed. Right. So, uh yeah, like I said, man, like with, with everything that, you know, was, was said and accusations, just... 
prove it. You know, weigh yeah, it again. You know, the thing. Don't take my word for it. Don't take their word for it. Actually, go prove it, and, and, and you'll see the real story in between. All pull the, the receipts. Pull the receipts of a suspension in the spring. Yeah, pull pull yeah. some receipts, man. I can pull my receipt. Of all my charges being dropped. I can pull all that, man. Let me let me see some receipts of you know me being suspended, me being on the last straw, me 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 deserving what ultimately happened. Yeah, and, and, and to the people that's about to add us on Twitter talking about the truth in the middle, pull the fucking receipts. Don't oh, yeah, that. man. Hey, yes. you, know they, yes. you know they about to, you know they about to, man, they not even going to listen to it before they say I'm lying, man. Right. Pull I already know receipts. that's how it's going to go. We dealing no, facts and receipts over here. Don't listen to it. They have to listen to it. Man, yeah, bad. yeah y'all doing some great things here, man. Y'all really, uh, Thank this you, be man. a big part of, uh, big part of the tech fan base, man, because like like uh, like I said, man. The, the, a lot of the media that they got, they don't really get told anything. They don't really know anything. You barely know what's going yeah. on. And I think right. it's like that for a reason. It's like that by design. So it's North Korea. It's North Korea over there, though. We already exactly. Know. We don't know shit. North Korea's propaganda train over there. <laughs> yeah, it's North man. Korea over there. That's why we over here making sure everybody's voice get heard. But Drift, you got anything to say to the people before we sign off? Yeah, just thanks for coming on, man. I've been a huge fan. I turned like 18 when you were playing, and that's when like I became a real, real big fan. And and you're my one of my favorite players. So I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. It's fucked up what they did to you, but uh hopefully some of the Virginia Tech fans listen to this tomorrow and show you some love moving forward. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. man. Shout out Hokie Nation, shout out y'all, man. Great things, bro. Blessings. And and that's it for Don B Fridays. Until next week, y'all. God bless.